Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. This is Veronica Entwistle, and welcoming you to Paradigm Shifters once again. And we have a very, very special guest. I guess I always say that about guests, but I'm really excited about our guest today, who's known as the Psychic Lawyer. His name is Mark Anthony, and he's uh, known as a whole lot more than that as well. He speaks to beings. Uh, who come and visit and help you understand about their passing and so on, something I'm very fascinated by, and much more. And I'm sure you use your psychic abilities in your law practice, do you, Mark? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Veronica. Thank you for having me on the show. It's great to be back on BBS Radio. Um, yeah, you know, um, as an attorney, you use what skills you have available. So absolutely, I've used my psychic abilities uh, when I've been in the courtroom and certainly in dealing with clients. But um, what I'd like everyone to understand is that the demand for my services as a medium and as a public speaker have gotten so great that um, what I'm doing now as an attorney is appearing on shows like this and on television shows and other radio shows to act as a legal analyst and commentator in high-profile cases. Wow, now that's interesting. I, I wanted to jump in and ask you a million questions about that. I just want to ask you one more thing, and we're going to have some wonderful callers today. Sure. I know that already. But I just wondered if you have any, because you're working with spirits on that side and because you're really uh, well-versed on it, and I know you're a good intuitive and a good sleuth, do you have any sense of the um, political unfoldment? I'm not asking you to talk politics. I'm like, is there a, a consciousness shift going on with this crazy political turmoil that's that's going on? Is that the sort of thing you ever look into? I, you know, people ask me things like that a lot. And honestly, uh, I think a lot of folks are overreacting. Uh, certainly there's things going on which are, are highly objectionable. But when have we ever lived in the Republic of Kumbaya? Okay. <laughs> We'd probably get bored. Was it during we? the We'd Vietnam just... War? Was it during World War II? Was it during the Crusades, the Black Death? Uh, was it during the uh, under living under the heel of the Roman Empire? When exactly was humanity a bucket of fun? And what we have now is media, which is able to let us know about things worldwide, globally, within moments. You know, it's like I am no fan of Vladimir Putin. I want, I want that to go on record. I have spent time uh, in Russia uh, years ago. And uh, what you can say about that country is when has anyone lived under Rus the Russian flag, Russian domination, and actually enjoyed it? I mean, if you mm. talk to people from... What about Tchaikovsky? Um, no, Tchaikovsky <laughs> was an incredibly bitter and twisted uh, uh, man and who deliberately killed himself by drinking water that he knew was um, uh, unsafe to drink. Um, wow. So, but, but that's also part of the creative soul is, is the tortured aspect of it. So, you know, so we, we certainly can't, you know, cause then everyone's like, oh my God, Donald Trump's the antichrist. Oh my God, oh my God, you know, and, and, uh, he says and does a lot of things, which, which I don't like. Um, but on the other hand, you know, um, wanting your chief executive to fail is like saying you want the pilot of the plane that you're riding in to crash. And so I don't want that. I just hope that maybe he starts listening to um, his advisors. So I'll just begin and end with, with politics there. Okay, I just want to throw one more aspect in uh, before we take a caller. Uh, it's like, I, I wonder why, I think I have answers to this that we all think we do in a way, but why do we come to this planet? Is it true that this is the place where we do the most, the maximum growth, and do we just grow through beating each other up and stealing resources? And uh, you know, what do you think is the purpose of all this life on the planet? I bet you voted for Bernie, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, well, I was, no, I, I'm an evolutionary uh, I'm kind kidding, of dreamer. I'm kidding, and I don't tell us. I don't don't tell us. Um, the material world is hell, or it can be hell, and it can also be very positive. Uh, in, in the work that I've done with spirit communication, see, I, you know, I was raised in the Catholic Church, and, and 
So was yeah, I. Okay, mm-hmm. so you get it. And, uh, you know, Christians believe in heaven and hell and that if you're not good and you don't do what you're told, then, and you have to believe what, what you're being told, that you go to this uh, hellfire and damnation. And the spirit communication has taught me that that is simply not true. That doesn't mean that the devil doesn't exist. The devil's the human ego, which can also stand for edging God out. Because whenever you do something unkind, you know. Edging God out, I like that. Mm -hmm. I look at my own life. Whenever I've done or said something that was very unkind or rude or hurtful, I wasn't acting out of love or love for the other person. I was being completely self-absorbed. And when you look at um, humans' inhumanity to other humans, uh, it's it's replete with with you know you don't need a guy with the pitchfork sticking you in the butt to motivate you to do horrific and negative things. Human beings do mm-hmm. this out of ego driven agendas, and that's the way it's always been. And we come into the material world to experience things that you cannot when you're in the spirit realm in a purely energetic state, because it's pure energy. You don't get sick. You don't get old. You don't get tired. You don't die. And and um, coming into the material world, we temporarily give up that infinite perception and and uh, infinite interconnectedness, or at least the uh, you know ability to perceive it, and experience things that we simply cannot on the other side. So even when something horrible happens, like yesterday, I was doing a reading for this woman who lost a son. Now, what's worse than losing a child? I mean, this poor lady is in hell. The torment, the regrets, the guilt, even though it wasn't her fault in any shape or mm-hmm. fashion that her son died. She's a mom, and, and she's feeling feeling guilt. And eventually, she will get used to the fact that her son has passed. That doesn't mean she'll get over it. That doesn't mean she's going to enjoy it, but she'll get to the point where she can learn to live with it, and that is taking a step out of hell. And then when you look at why did such a promising young man die for you know what looks like no reason, perhaps his death is like the proverbial pebble that falls in the pond and forms the concentric circles that touches so many other people and causes them to experience that pain and then modify their behavior in order to react to it and hopefully to grow. So it's, it, that's, that's why I believe we come into this world. And you, and you also, you've written a book called Never Letting Go, but isn't that about healing grief with help from these beings? And like, for example, this woman's son, if you can contact and that son makes contact with his mother from the other side. That does take care of some of the grief, does it not? It absolutely does, Veronica. And uh, the reason I wrote Never Letting Go is that it's a guide on the journey through grief. It's to be a source of inspiration from messages of love and hope from the other side. It teaches people how to uh, realize that spirits are communicating with them. And it's very, very healing. And spirits will reach out. Not will, they do. And do we block the contact? Are we aware of it? Um, What do we do with it if if we do see it? And so spirits are connected to us energetically. And love's a form of energy, or love is energy. And they know when we're Mm -hmm. suffering. They know when we're thinking about them. And they will come and let us know that who and what they were did not disintegrate into nothingness. So the point of never letting go is to learn to let go of the sorrow, the guilt, and the anger associated with the death, but to never let go of the love for the person who died. Because, and and, you know, Veronica... And there's an evolution there, too, isn't there, for both parties? Absolutely. When you let go of the constraints of grief. Yes, one of the key chapters in, in Never Letting Go, and for the people who read my book, sometimes people go, well, I went right to this chapter. Don't do that. Start on page one, because the way I write, each chapter introduces a a concept, and then the subsequent chapters build upon that. So if you just go to chapter seven, there's a lot of things that you may not understand because you haven't learned the concepts in in the prior chapters. And one of the key chapters in Never Letting Go, and it's later in the book, is going from a physical to a spiritual relationship. Because so many times I hear people say, I want him here, I want her here, I can't, you know. Of course, we all want them physically here. We have to accept 
That will not happen. However, that's because your relationship is no longer one of a physical nature. It is now one of a spiritual nature. So yes, you can have them here in in the spiritual sense. Now, certainly it's not, you know, you can't go out to lunch and hug them and, and uh, you know, hold their hands. So it could be a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it can, un- unless you look at it in the emotional uh, cost, which can be just be devastating. Well, let me throw, I want to throw something in that's a personal thing. As I recently, two weeks ago, uh, lost a beloved being to suicide, a beloved nephew. Thought maybe we'd start off with you, perhaps giving us some insight on that. Okay, in what way? Um, I think we're all left with the question of why. Or um, well, I don't summon or he... conjure anybody. So for me to do a reading, I need a direct connection with with the <clears throat> person who sustained the loss, either in person or on the telephone. Well, w- thank you. We won't um, carry on farther except that. I do believe that there is an ongoing, uh, which you're just saying now, there's an ongoing relationship here. And I think just teaching one another that that so can help a lot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a couple of callers. And uh, one is Shamiz. You've been on the line for a bit. Do you have a question for Mark Anthony? Hi, Veronica and Mark. Mark, do you have any um, messages or guidance for me? All right. Um, Well, you have to understand that when I connect with spirits, a lot of times the things that come through will not immediately make sense. So avoid immediately shooting things down. Okay, because the questions I ask a lot are, do you recognize this or does that make sense? Now, as a medium, I connect with spirits of your loved ones on the other side, as opposed to love life and career questions. So people are calling in about love life and career. I may not be the right person for you. I mean, I'll give you advice, (laughs) but it may not be what you want to hear. Okay. Um, so, Shamise, um, it's interesting because I'm getting a couple spirits around you, and um, there is an older female coming through. And the funny thing is I keep seeing cats and cats and cats. Now, this could mean you really like cats or you absolutely dislike cats, but there's something about cats. Does that make any sense to you? Um, no, not as of right now. Okay. Maybe later. Well, the cat that I'm seeing in particular, it's a gray cat, a little bit longer hair, real green eyes. So that may have been somebody's cat, or maybe you had this particular creature at, at one point in time. But let me focus on on the um, older female coming through. Now, what she's talking about is, um, okay, I'm tasting a lot of uh, like artificial sweetener, sweetener, and I'm getting this whole insulin dependency. So this could indicate or does indicate that this woman had severe blood sugar levels, uh, most likely diabetic. And what I'm getting with her is prior to her passing, um, this lady had very severe diabetes because I'm getting peripheral neuropathy um, in the hands and the feet, difficulty um, um, with her nerves, a lot of pain in her feet. Also, I'm getting a sense of, of losing peripheral vision um, and also mental focus and clarity. Um, I think she was still she still had her wits about her toward the end, but it was very, very difficult. And the other thing that I'm getting is that when she did pass, it was rather gentle. In other words, she had a lot of health issues, but what went on is I get her like drifting off, kind of going to sleep and transitioning to the other side. Do you recognize this person? Uh, No, but probably my family will. Okay, okay. Um, Do you know how any of your grandmothers died? Um. I think my my recent grandma that passed died of some kind of a I think lung issue, um, and then my other grandma died of a stroke. Okay. Hmm. 
You know what? Why don't we go to the next caller? Because I'm just uh, nothing here is resonating or aligning, and I don't want to stress it. Um, but what I'm getting is that there, and it may not be a grandparent. It could be somebody on that level, on that generational level, who did pass from long, slow, um, protracted um, illness, especially associated with um, a, a diabetic issue. And the funny thing is that cat's circling her, so this lady definitely had some kind of furry gray cat. But if it doesn't click right away, instead of straining, let's just move on to the next caller. Do some research, Shamiz. Maybe you'll find out. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. calling in. Thank and you. Now, and yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that, Veronica, because I was doing a reading the other day, and uh, the, the client's mother came through. And mm-hmm. also this other woman came through who kept saying, Barbara, Barbara, Barbara. And she was swinging around a croquet mallet. I go, okay, there's some lady named Barbara that played croquet. And the client says, I have no idea who that was. I know my mother didn't play croquet. Next day, I get an email from her. She goes, I shared my notes with my sister. And she says, oh, my gosh, don't you remember mom's friend Bar- uh, Barbara who always used to play croquet? Um, and she goes, in fact, she, she, she goes, uh, the sister and Barbara used to play croquet all the time. Um, and Barbara apparently died a couple months ago. So, so that's One why, day. um, you know, for mm-hmm. Shamise, if that person didn't register right away, go ahead and take the notes, ask around. Cause it could be an aunt or somebody else. Um, so anyway, that's. thanks. Thanks for that. That's a good illumination. We have another caller named Michelle. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My, my question. Yeah, hi. My question, Mark. Is there any message for from spirit for me? And if there's anyone hanging around that has questions or needs to tell me something. Okay. Hold on. All right. Immediately, I'm getting a male energy coming through. Now, what I'm getting with him is getting this massive pain in my heart. Now, granted, everyone's heart stops when they die. I get that. But I'm getting rapid, shallow breathing, (laughs) and I'm getting – I can feel the heart going into a fibrillation. All right? And I'm getting numbness and tingling right down the whole left side of my body, which is consistent with with heart attack. Now, the other thing I'm getting with him – is yeah he had some warning signs um, and he may have actually been been uh, treated for heart problems but uh, when it did happen it hit him like a ton of bricks um, I want to see what he has does any of that make sense to you yes it does I had a, a maternal grandfather who died when I was about 18 months old of a massive heart attack while he was driving he was able to get himself to a hospital and they tried to open heart massage but were not able to revive him Okay. All right. Um, Let me see what else he would like you to know. All right. Hold on. Are you having uh, lately, I I don't want to say in general, but lately, are you having a real difficult time, uh, Michelle, concentrating and focusing like your mind is constantly wandering? Sort of, yeah. That, that, that kind of fits. Also, a lot of um, anxiety patterns are popping up out of nowhere. Okay, well, let, let's stick with uh, your mind wandering. Okay, then we'll get to the anxiety in, in a little bit. And the reason that uh, your grandfather's coming through is, is that he's here to help you. Okay, um, question. Um, I know we're in the month of February, but other than the fact that, you know, today is February uh, 6th, are there any significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events? And let me finish before I respond. In the month of February, connected to you or your grandfather or someone close to you, and the funny thing is he keeps giving me strawberries. Now, strawberries can mean you love or hate strawberries or allergic or something about strawberries, but strawberries are one of my indicators for the month of February, which is why I'm bringing that up. Does any of that make sense? Yes, I had uh, a younger sibling whose birthday is February 3rd, or was February 3rd, and he's passed away. Okay, so now that sibling's coming through. How fantastic. Okay, all right, let's see what he wants us to know. Um, Do you light a candle for him on the 3rd? And the reason I'm saying this is he's showing me a cupcake with a candle in it, but he's a specific focus on the candle, candle, candle. No. But maybe he'd like that. It's possible. Um, he's not letting up on the cupcakes and the candles. Anything with cupcakes and <laughs> candles? Not to my knowledge, but I'll ask my sister. No, 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 no. I'm asking you that with you. Any? Uh, not, uh, to, not to my knowledge, no. All right, so you don't like cupcakes or candles? They're okay, yeah. 
All right, so there's something with cupcakes and candles. I just want to put that off to the side, and let me see what he would like you to know. Hold on, hold on. Okay, he's not being critical, and he's acting in conjunction with your grandfather because this is how spirits come in in tandem, and they will work as a collective consciousness. And what that means is that the other side, all their frequencies are inter, um, interwoven. The problem that's going on with you right now, Michelle, is that you simply can't make a decision. They show you, like, if you were driving on a highway, you know, when you, like, drive off um, uh, interstate and you go into that, the, like, they call it the four-leaf clover, okay? And it's like you keep driving in circles and circles and you can't seem to get back on the highway, okay? And the problem is you're starting to think that this is, like, a permanent situation, but it's not. So this is a temporary thing, and actually I see by mid-March that's starting to resolve itself. Um, I'm also seeing three big choices that kind of almost feel career-oriented before you, um, and you're letting that stress you out to the max. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see if they can help you out here. you got to work with people. Um, I don't know if there's like some option where you're going to be in a more solitary or, or uh, isolated environment, but they keep showing that you have to have interaction with people. It's almost like a public relations or possibly a human resources thing. So, so I'm not sure. What, what do you do? What do you do for a living? I'm an RN. Oh, no wonder <laughs> you're around a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. So are you thinking of shifting uh, your career right now? Well, I've I've had um, a long pause where I recovered from an injury from work, so I'm just about ready to dive back into the work world, and I really don't know what that's going to look like. Okay. Um, it's going to look good. It's going to look good. I keep getting thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. All right. The other thing is, ow, I'm getting all these headaches. They're talking about you. I'm getting headaches and pain in, at the base of my skull and in my um, upper cervical spine. Does this make any sense to you? Not at this time. Are you sure? Are you having like issues with yes. migraines, tensions, things like that? No, no, no. All right, be careful of the no, no, no. I want you to write that down and I want you to be on the lookout for that, okay? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, here's what they're telling me is I'm getting a lot of pain above uh, above the left eye and a lot of pain at the base of the skull and the upper spine. And they also say that there's some form or some something that you have to write and fill out. And it's almost like you don't want to do this. Um, I don't know if it's an application or, or, or something, but it's a work-related form. And what I'm getting is full steam ahead. Don't even think twice. Just do it. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. We want feedback in a few months there, Michelle. <laughs> awesome. I will do. Thank you again. Um, hey, Michelle, before you Thanks. go, before you go, I, I don't mean to, to belabor this, and I don't want you to say yes, you know, if it's not resonating with you. But when they focus on you, I'm getting a lot of pain and tension, Um in above your left, uh, uh, excuse me, your right eye. Um, I don't know if I was saying left. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, right eye. So I don't know if you need to get your vision checked or there's a disparity between your right eye and your left eye, but there's something that they're bringing my attention to. And I'm getting like this massive pain there. So just keep an eye, <laughs> no pun intended, keep an eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that heads up. I do appreciate that from Spirit and, and your, your channeling that, Mark. Thank you. Oh, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for that, Mark. Thanks, Michelle. Boy, that's uh, helpful information, especially if it offsets something that could be dangerous. Well, um, this is what's known as spirit intervention. That's where a spirit will come in to warn somebody of a potential situation or health condition. And I've had this happen many times. Um, 
two instances I can think of. I um, was doing a group reading in Houston in front of several people. This young couple, husband and wife, they were maybe late 20s, early 30s. And all of a sudden, the spirits focused on the husband and his lower GI tract and colon. And I said, you got some kind of issue going on there. No, 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 no. And I said, you know, that you really need to go for a blood test, get your white blood cell count uh, checked. No, no, they're rolling their eyes. And, and, and actually, they're being very disrespectful in a, in a as, you know, polite but, but disrespectful. I said, okay, I'm just telling you what I'm getting. So a month later, I got an email from, from the wife, and she says, we really wish that we would have listened to you and not been so rude. She said, about a week after after your event, my husband's appendix burst, and the infection was so bad that they, the surgeons had to remove part of his colon, and now he has to be on a colostomy for the rest of his life. Okay? Mm. And, you know, there's times, Veronica, when this ability is a double-edged sword, and there are times I really don't like being right, and that was definitely one of them. And... Well, isn't it interesting in our uh, metaphysical world, we're always saying, like, don't name it, don't create that in somebody's mind. And uh, I often find that's an interesting dance between saying something to offset something up and coming and the fear of I'm creating that. Do you know, you know what I mean? Well, but yeah, but, but what she said was the doctors told us if he'd come in for a routine blood test and they would have noted an elevated white blood cell count. And that is exactly what came through. So the wow. spirit of actually it was the woman's brother was trying to intervene. And the thing about spirits, they're not here to be controlling. They're here to help guide us. And it's up to us what mm -hmm. we do with the information. And conversely, I was doing um, a reading for this really nice uh, lady over the telephone. And her mother's spirit came through. And I kept hearing Janet, Janet, Janet. She goes, well, that's not my mother's name. That's her best friend's name. And she goes, but Janet's alive. I just haven't talked to her for about a year. I said, well, your mother says Janet needs to get her eyes checked because I'm getting this whole thing with my <laughs> eyes. She goes, okay. Wow. Well, I got an email <laughs> about a month later. And uh, then I found out who, who the client was. It was really good because she didn't tell me who she was. And apparently she's a, um, a doctor of, of, of some, uh, some repute. And she contacted Janet. And, and the day after the reading, and Janet goes, that's weird, because my eyes have been feeling very strange lately, and I'm supposed to go to uh, for my routine you know, checkup six months from now. She goes, but you're freaking me out, because uh, some psychic is telling me there's something wrong with my eyes. So she went to the eye doctor, and the eye doctor said, thank God that you came in now, because you're in the beginning phases of macular degeneration, and we can treat this with a vitamin therapy and reverse it. If you had waited six months, chances are you would have gone blind. So oh, in wow. that instance, the spirit intervention um, was present, and the person took the advice. So as, as psychics and as mediums, just because we can see or perceive something doesn't mean we can change what happens. Our job is to convey the information as accurately as possible. Like with the first caller, mm -hmm. I, I, I hope, you know, Shamise, I, I, you know, I didn't want to let her go, but when it's not resonating or the client isn't getting the information, instead of struggling, it'd probably be better to do a reading with her at some subsequent point. Because here's what's going mm -hmm. on. Spirits are pure energy. And so when they approach me, they're emitting waves of frequency. And within those waves of frequency, Frequency, there's a lot of information. I may pick up what they look like, likes and dislikes. I may pick up things that seem relatively insignificant. But what's going on there is the spirit's tuning into me. I'm tuning into the spirit. Once I start getting confirmations on things, then, then we lock on to each other, and then they're going to start transmitting messages. But if all I get is no, 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 okay, and, and I'm not faulting the person because she may not have known who that was, the spirits are going to back off. And that's what I was getting there is, is she didn't recognize that particular person, and that's okay. And that's okay. Um, so, so that's that's why sometimes those things happen. Well, I think that's really interesting that you would explain that. And there's another factor I think uh, that I would really like to ask you about because you have another book, and I don't want to go off onto that quite yet. But um, it's evidence of the afterlife. Of but I often evidence of eternity. Of et sorry, of eternity. Yes. 
Uh, one of the things I often see with people is the, is the degree of healing that can go on across the veil between not necessarily ascended beings, but beings that you're linked with through love or genetics or whatever, you know, cellular stuff. Um, I just keep wondering if that sort of waves of evolution going on out in through the uh, universes or the spirit world. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I think that everything is based on electromagnetic energy, which is particle physics. And what happens, and we see this um, 5,000 years ago, Hindus uh, who, who developed yoga saw that there were energy centers in the body that they refer to as chakras. And, and chakras, there's seven chakras, all co correspond with the seven endocrine glands in our body. In fact, the locations of the chakras are right where those endocrine glands are. And then you have in China how acupuncturists found that there's areas in the body, and that's where they stick the needles, to release, you can call it histamines, or, or you know, they call it energy centers. So what we see is that our body is, is an electro, electrical machine. It's a bioelectrical uh, machine. Spirits are not burdened with the lower frequency of a body, so they're able to overlay their energy, like they do like a scan. Okay, like on, you know, in the Star Trek, mm. we're scanning this. Okay, well, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they pick up on energy blocks, and they emit that to me, and I can relate that to the client that this area you need to look at. And that's why they do those things, because they want to help. Huh. I like that a lot. So we have another caller. Marie, would you like to speak with Mark? Yes, I would. Um, Hi, Marie. Hello? Hi, I'm, I wanted to ask a question. Um, last year around this time, my husband and I were doing, we were apartment managers for a company that was kind of shady and they treated us pretty badly. And we noticed they were treating um, other like tenants and workers. It was like an ongoing thing and it kind of disrupted our life a lot. <laughs> and um after it was all said and done, we were just too exhausted. We ended up leaving early, um, which is a very common thing we found out from other people who had managed there. Um, but I'm just wondering, is there anything we could do lawsuit-wise? Um, they, they didn't really pay us for our work. They paid us some, but they didn't pay us the full amount that we deserved. And they're kind of bullies about it. Here's what I recommend. Go to a website. It's called www.lawyers.com. And uh, go to your state, the city that you're in, and look for an attorney that focuses in real estate transactions. And that's my advice. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for your call. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, back to your book, which is what I'd like to talk about, which is Evidence of Eternity. Uh, I think it's fascinating to think, like with Marie's call, I'm wondering, weren't, weren't there some sort of negative spirit interventions in that particular situation? But isn't it part of our evolution on this planet for us to associate in a transformational uh, dial, I guess, with beings on the other side so that we aren't left with reaction, that we aren't left with uh, karma? all that sort of stuff, do you think that do kind of perceive it that well, way? Well, some people are just horses patooties, okay? And, you know, it's... And why is uh, yeah, that? I How know. do they get it's, away it's, with it's it? It's like, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I can only imagine the frustration Marie has been through with uh, these landlords. And we all come across people that are just really negative. You know, there's always people that are always angry or they're always, you know, they always have to have this comeuppance and, and get one over on you. And what it comes down to is getting back to the ego. They're giving into the ego, which is something manufactured by the human brain, where the spirit is 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 uh, consciousness. And it's an electromagnetic field. It's who and what we are, and it pre-exists the body, comes into the body, and leaves when the body uh, ceases to function. But people who wallow in the negativity of the ego, they always have to be in control. They always have to put other people down. It's all about material gain. It's all about um, um, uh, control. 
because that, that's the whole ego. The ego is such a fragile and neurotic thing that it has to be in control. I mean, look at somebody like, like, uh, like an Osama bin Laden, has to be in control, 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 and um, uses weak-minded people to go fly planes into buildings because he doesn't like U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East. But then you're not going to get people to do that, but when you say it's the will of God and you're going to then go to this paradise and you warp and shape and pervert a religion for your own ego-driven ends. So, so this is an unending uh, human struggle between the ego and the spirit. And I think that Gandhi was one of the best people at displaying this because it would have been very easy to have said, ah, Britain's em embroiled in World War II and fighting for its life in Europe. Let's us, the, at that time, 300 million Indians rise up and, and attack uh, the British. But instead, he, he, what he said was, let's bring them up to our level. Let's not cooperate. Let's not feed violence with ego. Let's show them that the best decision for them would be to leave. And that's what happened. OK, because violence begets violence because it's ego that feeds into ego that feeds into ego. Now, your question, Veronica, why do these things happen? The evolution is, as Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. OK, maybe mm -hmm. I as one person or, or you or, or any of these callers, maybe we can't change the whole world, but. We see an old person struggling um, to get out of their car in a parking lot. We can help them, okay? Mm -hmm. We can help people around us. And so what we're doing is we are becoming that change. Yeah, it'd be nice to snap your fingers and make the whole world be better. But, you know. Well, I think you're saying the world is better in the sense that if we're in the crucible, if we're conscious about being in the crucible of our own uh, kindness and love and all of that, no matter what's going on, then we are getting the major message of life on earth. Are we absolutely. Not? Absolutely. And it all, all the religions are boiled down to two words, be nice. Now think about it. <laughs> really? I mean, you think about it, you know, it, it's like doing to others as you'd have them do unto me. Don't the Buddha say, don't do to others as you would not have them do to you. And, and all the religions have a variation uh, on that. And um, and that's, once again, the spirit versus the ego, okay? If you love mm -hmm. others the way you love yourself, then I don't mean people like narcissistic sociopaths because, you know, they don't love themselves. All they care about is their self. But, but for, for the vast majority of people, if you extend the same kindness, courtesy, and respect that you want um, in return, then that does start raising, raising the level of consciousness, um, mm -hmm. But the material world, wow, it's certainly, uh, it's beautiful, it's fantastic, and it's treacherous, and it is filled with challenges. But we have to look at life as a journey, not a destination, and really, life is an adventure. I, I love what um, J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote uh, The Lord of the Rings, he said, it's, right. it's a dangerous business going out your front door. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's something we haven't been taught as little kids, but you're right. I want to jump around to one thing, which is I was also raised Catholic, uh, as you were, and I go, one of the things that we were taught as little kids always was pray for the dead, pray for the dead, pray for the dead. And now, and I'm much older, and I work with a lot of spirits like you do, and I noticed as we interact with them, I like I see someone and I pray, not just pray for them, but talk to them and encourage them and forgive or feel the forgiveness or whatever. It, it really is empowering to the spirit also on a journey. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And sometimes I chuckle yeah. and I go, oh, we were well trained. We didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, they, they pick <laughs> up on our energy. When you pray, prayer is a form of energy. Prayer is when you talk to God. Meditation is when you listen. And, mm. and, when you pray, I think you need to pray to God. Do not pray to the Spirit. And I liked what you said. You said pray for spirits. Yes, pray for them, okay? But also mm -hmm. pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that we will be nice, that we will raise our vibration, that, that we will act out of love. So, well, we have another caller. I want to talk about your book, Evidence of Eternity, but let's catch this caller first and see how she to share. Hmm. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is this the psychic lawyer? <laughs> mm. 
And Laurie, he's advising people that he works mostly in transdimensional and he can give you a little bit of advice, but this is not where he becomes a lawyer sort of thing. Oh, okay. It was coined like that, so I wasn't quite sure. Um, uh, I'm sorry. What's your guest's name? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. I love that name. Hey, Mark. My name is Lori. I'm... um, somebody who is looking for some uh, legal assistance uh, in regards to my property that I've been Okay, then magically... I'll give you this, the same advice that I always give because the thing is, unless it's, um, I, I've never been a real estate attorney, so I don't want to commit malpractice and give you the wrong advice, but there's a website that's put out by West Publishing, and it's lawyers.com, and if you go there, go to the state that you uh, live in and to your city and find an attorney who practices in that area, and um, that's my recommendation. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk. uh, Thank you for your call, Lori. Let's talk about the book, Evidence of Eternity, Communicating with Spirit for Proof of Afterlife. I love that. So what's in this book that's different than Never Letting Go, which I assume I haven't read the books, but I am going to because I've been reading about them. I've been watching YouTubes of all kinds. My goodness. And the uh, evidence of eternity, you have a lot of um, discussion, it seems, on how uh, how spiritual evolution goes on once people leave the planet. Is that right? Evidence of eternity bridges the gap between the spiritual and the scientific. And it explains the afterlife and spirit communication in terms of theoretical physics, hard science, evidence, human physiology, and it shows that, that people of faith and people of science are not necessarily in, in different camps because people of faith are now beginning to realize, as Nikola Tesla did, what one man calls God, the other calls the laws of physics. And as Dr. Michio Kaku who is one of the originators of string theory, has said that the afterlife does not violate the laws of physics. So we're starting to see a melding uh, between the two. And, you know, people are getting away from, um, you know, the chapter line verse, dogmatic, you know, God God is this spiteful, fear-based entity that smites you unless you, you know, listen to this thing written in the Bronze Age. Um and they're finding that a true connection with God is is one of energy, one of spirituality, um, and that a true Christian does not act out of anger, bigotry, hatred, and violence. Neither does a true Muslim or a true Jew or Buddhist or Hindu. It's all about finding the light that is God and which that light is also within you. And so evidence of eternity removes the fear and superstition from uh, spirit communication and brings it into the 21st century. And I've redefined uh, many terms uh, connected to mediumship and spirit communication based on 21st century science. For example, even though we talk about mediumship, what we really do, Veronica, is interdimensional communication. That's what we're doing. Right. We're in one dimension. Spirits are in another um, dimension. And, and, and without getting all heady about it, it's like we live in AM radio. They live in FM radio. And occasionally mm-hmm. the two frequencies overlap. And that's what you and I do. We facilitate that communication between the two different frequencies. And Mm -hmm. so that's what evidence of eternity does. And uh, it gives several terms, like multiple meaning messages. For example, if a message comes in from a spirit, let's say like uh, if I see um, an apple, okay, to me apples mean September, but it could also mean, hey, you're using a Macintosh computer, or um, it could mean that you love or hate apples, okay? Now people go, oh, you're cold Mm -hmm. reading. No, no, no. Think about a lot of the words and sounds that we use there. Does that mean T-H-E-R-E, E-I-R-E-Y, apostrophe R-E? What about two? Cognitive. Yeah, two, 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 T-O, T-W-O, T-O-O. And where I found this is that one image projected to me from a spirit can have more than one level of significance. Uh, what I was, uh, where that dawned on me, I was doing a reading for this woman. Her mom comes through, and I see the old Bing Crosby movie, The Bells of St. Mary's. And I say that. 
And she goes, oh, my God. I go, what? She goes, my mom's name was Mary. And I'm like, woo. And she goes, and her favorite movie of all time was The Bells of St. Mary. Woohoo! There's two. And that's the only movie I ever gave her on VCR. There's three. And I haven't been able to watch it since she died. There's four. And for some strange reason, it was on TV yesterday, and I watched it. There's five. And then it dawned on me, and I started keeping track in my readings. This happens all the time. And so that's because spirits are not limited to one concept at a time like we are. Our our material world Mm -hmm. finite brain focuses on on a perception based on, you know, it's hard to multitask and absorb 10 different things. But they don't have that limitation, which is why they're emitting an entire wave of frequency at me with several concepts. So earlier when I was saying like when a spirit comes in, I start picking up on various things. That's what's going on. They're hitting me with a tremendous amount of information, and they're trying to slow their vibration down to align their frequency with my brainwave frequency. And sometimes that just takes a you know a little bit. And that's why mm-hmm. if you have a client that that doesn't recognize things or just shoots everything down, okay, and and not that they mean to, okay, they're unfamiliar with it. That's why a spirit will start to back off. And instead of frustrating Mm -hmm. the client and the spirit, it's best to just let it go. I like that. It's also, um, I always say I can't badger the spirits. As soon as I badger them for a certain kind of thing, everything freezes and I don't get anywhere. Well, you know why? It's the same. All right. I'm glad you brought that up. I want this contact. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) about when somebody dies and, and the loved ones are like, they never come to me. Why don't they come to me? I wish he was here. I want him here. Okay. What you're doing is you're putting out that I want, I want, I want desire, which energetically is the same as no, no, no. And, and that's oh, what it means I haven't got it. I haven't I got, got it. it. Is so it like what that? you have to do is instead of I want the contact, say, I welcome my loved one into my dreams. I invite you to come to me. I am open to the contact. And then you're shifting the energy from a lower level uh, frequency to a higher frequency. And then you're going to start seeing the contact pick up. And and I know that you know this and you just basically said it. It's like whenever we're doing a reading, it's like, we're really trying to get this information. You never get it. Okay. Take a deep breath, relax, back off. I usually have to laugh you at know, myself laugh, and say, push the left doing? brain out of the way, let the emotional right brain, you know, uh, the side of the brain that makes us want to run around in a field throwing granola all over going, woohoo, you know, as opposed to the, I've got to yeah. be the office and I have to drive at this and i got to tie my shoes. You know, that's the left brain. Okay. And I know that I'm not trying to make it simplistic, but this is, you know. Well, it is simplistic because you're unlocking that intellectual tight. Uh, a thing that goes on in our exactly. brains, right? So that is simplifying, isn't it? Precisely. Excellent. I love that. Uh, would you say also that a lot of this is like dreams? Where's the line between dreams and the other side? Sometimes there isn't one, right? Well, and funny you should say that, is there's four different brainwave frequencies, beta, alpha, theta, delta. And beta is the state we're in right now. That's the tying the shoes, driving the car, (laughs) working the Skype and and all that. And then when we go to sleep, we drift from beta into alpha. And then we go from alpha to theta. And it's between alpha theta border that brainwave frequency elevates. Okay. That's why when we do readings, you kind of get that that dreamlike, daydreamy type um, feeling. And... That's when spirits are able to spot that and they align their frequency to ours. So not everyone's a medium, but everyone is capable of a mediumistic experience, which is why it's so prevalent in dreams. So when somebody goes Mm. into a dream state, which occurs on the alpha theta border, that's when a spirit will notice that align their frequency and come in. And that's why a lot of times people will say, you know, it, it, I was asleep, but it really wasn't like a dream. I, I mean, I felt that my mother was really there, I mean, talking to me, and, and it felt real. And that's because it is. That's real contact, as opposed to the, you know, the craziness that dreams, you know, can be. And, and uh, you know, the other night I had this dream that I was in a class, and I was trying to read the book, and there weren't any words in the paper, and the teacher was giving me a hard time. And all that was was a frustration dream, Okay. But I've had dreams where loved ones of mine who are on the other side come in and they talk to me and I'm looking right in their eyes. And it's like, my goodness, this is like I'm sitting there having lunch with my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I have a client who went into a little trance of the meditation that we do, and she couldn't figure out her birth time. And she, we called up somebody from the other side. She called in her mother, thinking she wasn't going to get anywhere because she didn't usually. And she got her birth time and got a reasonable chart out of the whole thing. <laughs> so it was kind of a fun, practical event, you know. Oh, sure. She's still blown away, I think. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for all of that. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about evidence of eternity? Like, I, I guess one of the questions I keep zeroing in on is, is there kind of a, a, is it, okay, when we get through to the other side, are we totally, not independent, but are we like beings of of light and energy and we just are totally unconnected or do we have realms and graduations of consciousness that we group up into well think or is that too earthy (laughs) no um there's several frequencies and levels on the other side just as there's several frequencies within the electromagnetic spectrum and that's why some spirits when they come through appear to be in a in a higher level and more quote-unquote in the light than than other spirits so, and, and can we understand exactly what that is? Can we quantify it? Well, we can understand that it's there, but as far as actually understanding what it is and the enormity of it, that is something we get to do when we transition to the other side. All right. Well, another level of that very subject is soul groupings. Are our families, are we all group groups that will remain in connection no matter how far we transit or travel? You know, I, I'd like to think so. And I'm going to go and say a uh, qualified yes. And it looks okay. to me that life, each success, successive lifetime, because I do believe in reincarnation, it's like everybody that is in this life is going to be in our next life. But it's like a cast of characters in a play. We're just all going to be cast in different roles next time. And mm-hmm. because I've met people that, oh, my God, I know this person. And that person says to me, oh, my God, I know you, yet we've never met. And there is just this connection. And then there's mm-hmm. other people that I've met that I really don't want to be around. And apparently the feeling's mutual. And it's not that they're negative or bad people, but maybe there's some carryover thing from a prior existence. So, uh, yes. Can you heal karma and so on by working this way with consciousness of spirits on the other side? Can you? Uh, I kind of wonder about that a lot. Comes down to being nice. It's like try to do as many good things and be as kind as you can to people. That doesn't mean being taken advantage of. Stand up for yourself and have self confidence, but don't go out of your way to intentionally hurt or be rude to somebody. And folks, that applies on social media as well. Okay. Thank you for that. People Mm -hmm. all day long are writing nasty things. You know why? Because social media gives cowards the chance to be bullies because they don't have to say it to your face in person. I know. It's just awful. Now, Mark, we unfortunately have to draw to a close, but we have enough time for you to tell people where they can find you and what kind of events are coming up in your world. I'll be at the Unity of Naples Church in Naples, Florida this Friday, and then a week from that at Aquarian Dreams in Florida, and that'll cap off my Florida winter tour. And for all information (laughs) on me, join my, um, my newsletter, subscribe to me on YouTube, follow me on Facebook, go to my website for all of that evidenceofeternity.com just like my book evidence of eternity and you can find out about all that in my books and watch films and and read more about the work that i'm doing um at evidenceofeternity.com wonderful and i certainly tell everybody at home i really enjoyed the youtubes i've had time to watch so far thank you and i appreciate you for coming on and being a paradigm shifter helping us all sort of reach with our Uh, minds and hearts to a a different way of living our lives of connecting with those beings that we've lost we thought we lost anyway so this is veronica antwistle saying thank you so much for listening to paradigm shifters and to meet mark anthony who can probably lead you on some of your own evolutionary journeys talking to spirits with him many blessings thank you for listening